my mother wasn't very good at love. What if I'm just like her? This week, the photograph. My May, my daughter. I put my love into photographs, pictures, took space in my heart instead of people. This was supposed to be a date. It is a date. I love you. I love you too. I just don't understand why she couldn't tell me about her life while she was alive. Maybe she thought it would help you look at her in another way. Hey, I'm Michael Block from the Republic. I'm doing a story about your mom. How's your article coming? To be honest, I was a little distracted. So I kept running back in my mind how you might respond to me asking you for a drink. So that was you asking me? In, in my mind, it wasn't that forward. You know what I mean? It was more smoother than, than that. <laughs> I'm terrible at first date. I just don't know whether to be vulnerable, aloof, funny. Why don't you just be yourself? What? I'm wondering if it's not too early in the night to kiss you. It wasn't too early. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> He's in love. This written all over your face. You look so sappy, it's embarrassing. Why you got your head down like you pray? Because I might need to. What would you pray for? Willpower. I keep reading her words. Don't you want more than this? I want you. What more do you want? My mother wasn't very good at love. What if I'm just like her? How are you supposed to know if you want to spend forever with someone? I want to try to be together. It's not practical. I'm not trying to be practical. I want to be with you. I said the opposite of everything that I wanted to say. I wish I didn't leave people behind so often. I let her leave 30 years later, still trying to figure that out. What would you have done differently? I would have gone after her. My man. I wish I had put as much courage into love as I put in my work. I don't want to lose you. Because I'm afraid to love you. You don't have to be afraid. What'd y'all do when the power went out today? <laughs> she did the little sip and smile thing, like... <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of We Watch This. My name is Cole Jackson. Uh, this is your favorite movie podcast. Yes, that's right. Your favorite movie podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the photograph. I have, as always, the wonderful and amazing and a little less drunk, Rain Coleman. Hey, what's good, y'all? This is Rain Coleman coming back again for another installment of this shit. Your favorite movie pie, kid. There you go. Season of Black. The season of Black hey, love. Black. Melanie. Oh, we doing it this this, this season. We doing it. We doing it. <laughs> this week's guest, we have um someone that I 
was super excited to get on this this episode. She is from the Nuts Not Go There podcast. I have Sid the Twin Kid on. Sid, how you doing? Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Cole has brought me on to another platform. I'm always happy to come by. <laughs> I'm always ready for you to be uh, a part of anything that I'm doing, so it's all good. Again, like I said before, this season, it is the season of Black Love. We want to make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at We Watch This. Um, make sure you hit us up. If you're listening to the podcast, make sure you live tweet and uh, use the hashtag WWTPod. There you yeah. go. I'm pretty good at it, right? Okay. Now you got you know, that. There you go. There you go. You did that. The photograph yeah. came out February 14th, 2020, right before the pandemic. What do you know? We got in we got in there right before it was time. Whew. Where to start? First of all, so the the first thing I want to I want to put out here is why don't we get e- enough serious black romance movies? See, how do you feel? They don't make no money. <laughs> they make money. This one didn't make no money. It you be you're this gonna be surprised. No when I get to the movie nerd stuff, you're gonna be a little bit surprised. It ain't make no money like it was supposed to make. I'm telling you, it did not make that much money. <laughs> I think the pandemic it, it, had a lot to do with that. It, it, and you know what? And I'm gonna say this is the reason why. It's because we have too many movies that are trying to be old movies. And I mean in the sense that that's the that's my biggest problem. That was my biggest that's my biggest problem with most of the movies that are coming out these days. In general, it's not just love movies. In general, we are too busy trying to chase an aesthetic that has already passed instead of a new aesthetic because we are not like our parents. So I should not see movies that would appeal to my parents. Mm. Mm. What about you, Rain? How do you feel about us not getting enough series? This is a believe me, this is a serious black romantic movie. How do you feel about that? I think that with much like with a lot of things when it comes to blackness, it's never, well, let me see, it's not normally the default. So you can get a Bridget Jones diary and a fucking, I don't know, whatever else, blonde hair, blue eyed white woman in a rom-com or whatever. And when something black is made, it's always relegated to that's for black people. So Mm -hmm. then you get, a lot of movies that may seem like they're rehashing some of the same shit over and over. But then when you look at the population of actors getting these jobs and what Hollywood is putting out there, um, I think it gets, this falls into a niche category, I think. And much like what C said, I think when you're chasing nostalgia so much, you get shit like really love instead of stuff Mm. like the photograph. And so I think that it's going to take creators like Issa Rae, like people who are fans of shit from before, have a vision for now, and have the um, kind of fortitude, I guess, to make their projects, um, to scream and shout until their projects are seen. Right. Um, so I think that overall, it's the Hollywood thing. It's like, oh, these niggers just want to tell jokes. Not and- the ER. Wait, wait. I mean, I, did you say nigger? Yeah, it was a hard ER because that's how I feel when I watch when not this movie, of course, but when I when I consume Hollywood media, you get the token POC, I'm sure. you get I the stereotype. Hey, I, look, it's it's what it is. I don't I don't <laughs> feel like we have a seat at the table, this Hollywood table where we have to mm-hmm. carve our own table out of our own blood, sweat, and tears, mm. and <clears throat> you'll get a rarity like this True. that isn't 
trying to ape the past or do it unsuccessfully. And I, I don't know. I just I think it's a, just a numbers game. Like no matter how much money this movie makes, black people have to be exceptional. Mm. in yeah. everything. So if yeah. four or five other black movies like this aren't coming out with the same degree of talent and music and cinematography, then it's it's, it's going to be a while. It's going to be yeah. you know, a climb. An uphill climb. Yeah. My personal thing about this movie is one that I, I, I like. First of all, you know me. When I do my research, Rain, I'm, I'm always trying to check with this tag. So I was waiting to see rom-com somewhere when it was tagged. Hey, and it yes. wasn't. It said it, it was dramatic. It was drama and romance. So they, a lot of times when we, when we do, when, when I do a lot of the research on here, a lot of the movies, especially black movies that we love, it, they're tagged so incorrectly and they don't think that we can make a dramatic love yeah. story. And without trauma, exactly, without a baby without mama, a baby daddy. or without Tyler Perry, go figure. Let's <laughs> bring it up, <laughs> right? I, Light skin loves coming to rescue you. Chill. Come on, racially ambiguous love interest. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the time, as black people, and I hate to say it, but we we much rather support the the BS that we put out there instead of supporting something i i get what you're saying when we don't make money and then everybody's just like oh it's got to have a crossover appeal and stuff like that um will packer was one of the executive producers of this movie and um he tends to put out stuff that's usually rom-com-ish or whatever the case may be i was yeah. very surprised to see his name connected to this movie but then again when you look well, you at know, the, the main director was the um she's she works for insecure yeah like mm, the, main, yeah. the the main female director and i felt I like that she that. was the person that kind of spearheaded most of the project you yeah. can kind of tell based off i went ahead and looked at some of the episodes that she was in charge on she was mm. in charge of more of the dramatic episodes mm. um mostly the she directed a lot of the episodes between Issa and daniel mm. the beginning of the second season right um as they like to kind of like switch things up i guess to kind of keep things interesting on the show so she's not in charge of each and every episode but those were her episodes right that made and i feel like it the tone the tonality of the show insecure is very different from every other part of insecure the specific scenes that she's Mm -hmm. directed and i think it's very telling that you can see her work very heavy into this movie Mm -hmm. i feel the same way about i thought about those episodes as i do about this movie i feel like it was trauma there was a there was the stories were realistic mm. and she, and again, there was no bow to tie it together. Cause mm. I still feel like Daniel and Issa in the show don't have a bow tied together. Let me, I feel the same way about everything. Let me stop you real quick. Cause we want to give the director slash writer, uh, her credit. Her name is Stella. She, Ma- she, Ma- she, no, she's Ma- amazing. She's yeah. amazing. Well, she's we, we want to, we got to make sure we name, we got to make sure we name her. Stella McGee, 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 McGee. McGee. Yeah. Black woman who directed this movie directed the hell out of this movie, by the way. Oh. But uh, she is from Toronto, Canada, which is crazy because I was just like, "Hey, girl, like you, you really know what's she's going on." Well, yes, not, she's see, from she's from Toronto. I don't, I don't think that's 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 too out there. Only because I like love British TV, so like I I consume shit kind of from all over. Ain't no like brag or nothing, but I can see that because like mm-hmm. the black population in Toronto. In, in Canada, I mean, being in Detroit and being able to go over the bridge to see a motherfucker in Canada, 
Like it's they have more blacks than I thought growing up. So right. so right. I ain't a hundred percent surprised. But right. yeah, it's I wouldn't have thought Canada. I did not know she was from Toronto. Yes. But that ex- that to me explains even more. I feel like the the movie was very chill. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm. This is a movie the, the movie was very chill. I felt like this was a lot I, I feel mixed reviews about it, but I one thing that I loved about this movie was how realistic. I feel like these was a very millennial movie. The yeah. it was they it's a very realistic movie and I appreciated that because I think sometimes one of the things that is commendable about movies like Love Jones is that the movie was realistic in mm. a sense. There was some realism in the movie, like the 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 way that they were dating, how casual it was. There wasn't anything super flashy. No one's getting flued out or anything crazy. <laughs> you know, I felt like this movie was a movie that in real life my homegirl could live this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I ain't living this. I'll stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> oh we yeah. This is only her fourth major movie that oh, she's really? done. 2016, she did Jeans of the Joneses. She 2017, she did everything, everything. Uh, 2018, she did The Weeknd. She's done a ton of Insecure uh, episodes. And then in 2020, she did The Photograph. So she really hasn't had a lot major movie. um, She did amazing. Major movie experience. But I also looked at the fact that like coming from uh, a, a show, a TV show like Insecure, dealing with these types of real life black people instances and stuff like that, I could I could see how she incorporated that into this type of love story. I think the movie's beautifully shot. I think that she took uh, a lot of wide shots that are unbelievably amazing. Yeah. I think she handled things as far as like being down there in Louisiana. I felt like she handled those types of situations really well too. Just because I think, you know, her being from Canada, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? You would think that some of these people don't know wouldn't know how to be able to handle the south. <laughs> Yeah. But I feel like the the shots that she had, the the scenery, everything that she handled in the Louisiana part of it really worked. Right? How did you feel about how the movie looked? This is the second movie we in a scene that was beautifully shot by a black oh, director. Like beautiful in the sense that and this is one thing that I'm sure people in entertainment have been doing this for years, but something that I've recently started doing within the last year is when I watch a show, a movie, or anything, if I could press pause and this would, and I could hang this up on my wall, then that's beautiful. And that's what this movie was. Like, every scene, even the the scene with just Issa and I forget the young lady's name, her friend, the light-skinned friend, when they were just, like, in the kitchen. Like, though it may, may and, not be... Um, Rachel. Okay, yeah. Rachel. Now, that might not be something you want to hang on your wall so exquisite, but, like, you could have took that and put that right in the Ikea catalog. Like, it was beautifully shot. I I think, and, and for a lot of the cast to be so dark-skinned and every single frame, they looked Beautiful. amazing. To me, that was just like, oh, my God. Like, Isaac, like, I loved seeing him on screen aside from him being attractive and a good-looking person, just looking at him and his skin and the way that they handled him, old and young Isaac, I was like, man, y'all, you did what you had to do because there's been a history of us, us being black people, being lit poorly, us having makeup that does not work for us, mm-hmm. motherfuckers hiring people for these huge productions, but don't hire anybody to take care of black hair. Well, we have to take care of our mm-hmm. own goddamn hair. Like there's been some like this doesn't make up for it, but it definitely shows you what you can do 
with blackness mm-hmm. and how beautiful this like this was this was a beautiful movie mm. hands down it, it was Issa looked succulent huh. in this movie she looked <laughs> succulent she Come looked on. her skin looked so smooth I have like I was just like my god this woman looks like <laughs> I didn't know that Issa could look sexy Mm. I'm going to say this, and and you know, in Insecure, she is awkward on purpose. That's mm-hmm. that's her role, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. But she looked sexy. She looked yes. Sexy. She looked slinky, and I liked Ooh. seeing that very hey. much with her own film. Hey. So I'm glad you guys kind of transitioned to this, and this is the second thing that was on my list. How do you guys feel? I'm gonna start actually start with Sid. How do you guys feel about Issa and Lakeith being romantic leads? Because we don't necessarily see them in this type of light, especially the type of shows that we watch from them and the type of movies we watch from them. How do you guys feel about um, the way Issa and Lakeith did their thing in, in, as romantic leads? Um, I felt like they had really nice chemistry. It was very smooth, easy. I felt like they could really date each other in real life. Very much so. Almost a little too much so that when she got married after this movie was over, I was thoroughly confused. Um <laughs> I really believe that they were together. So they had amazing chemistry on film. However, Issa is awkward and insecure. And I felt like she was awkward in the movie. And I did not feel like the awkwardness that she just naturally Mm. presents in most of her roles was appropriate for her character in some of the times that she was awkward. Mm. That's just in my opinion. Mm. Um, So that was the only thing that threw their chemistry (laughs) off a little bit. But again, I just felt like it just felt like they were really dating. Like I believed each scene. I believed the awkward kiss. I on the first date. I believed. I I even believed Lakeith being smooth, which I thought was. Shocking. <laughs> oh, we gonna we we gonna we go we gonna get to that because I got some I got some things like, I gotta say I about like, that. Oh, he was like, you know, the way when they met up and um, they saw each other at the museum. I was like, okay, daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay no. like he, I I really felt like they were dating. I believed their characters, you know, aside from the the slight bit of awkwardness that was injected into um into May. I I loved it. I thought that they had amazing chemistry on film. They actually looked really good together on film. Mm-hmm. I'm thoroughly still disappointed that they're not together in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Lord. This movie sucked. Okay. <laughs> I um I loved it. I thought that they had great chemistry as well. I liked seeing them, and I liked seeing them specifically because they look like normal people. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they weren't six five abs from your chin down to your pelvis. Yes, you know, she did not have a <laughs> that, that, Look, we on the same <laughs> wavelength. <laughs> so, like, I feel like they just they, and everybody, like everybody in the movie, I feel like. Um, they portray black people in a way that you don't get in predominantly white media. Tiana Paris is thick. Oh God. She got thick thighs. She has a nice ass. Beautiful. Issa, I loved her. A little bit less full up top. Than, like, I, okay. So I'm, I'm not objectifying folks, but I'm bringing up these small things. Like even with Laurel, he's not obese, but he's definitely not thin. And I uh, bring it up because when you get, black people in white media such as this, like if this is an all-white movie and there was one or two tokens, you're getting a particular-looking black person. A racially ambiguous, mm-hmm. you can dark light enough to pass, but dark enough for you to know that they're not white. Right. Or yeah. 
the sassy um black big friend. black friend yeah. or like there's there's such Mm-mm. a stereotype that's even tied into the bodies of these token black people that on this screen I saw cousins, exes, brothers, sisters, like their bodies were just their bodies. And I don't know if I'm uh maybe explaining it well enough, but like to see Lakeith looking thin as fuck like my younger cousin and see Issa, a woman who's not double deed up with, yeah. you know, I don't know, some terrible ass wig that they mm-hmm. put on some token black girl. Like she had a body of a regular fucking girl. Yeah. And then even older Isaac, like for an older man, yeah. and, and I want to get too deep off track before older person being cast in Hollywood movies, but then a black older person, like this is, you don't always, you know, shit be kind of off. They'll cast a motherfucker that's 40 look like they 30 to be the dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looked like my uncle. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I loved seeing them together. I loved how real the cast looked. And I think Issa and Lakeith had very good chemistry where I may be biased because I like this movie so much. I'm, I'm all in. They were believable. Even if you take out the sex scene, I feel like nothing changes. I think that enhanced the movie it wasn't yeah. gratuitous and random so i just i i loved all of it and them specifically like them together i was really here for that pairing and again they are they look like regular black people really. they, do, they look like regular good-looking black people there like we go. when you think of a pretty person that you actually know or a handsome mm-hmm. person that you know in real mm-hmm. life that is literally what they look like they don't look mm-hmm surgical overdone abnormally attractive Mm. and that does make the film more relatable Mm -hmm. yeah Issa must have a a a deal where she just has sex with every sexy man that's in (laughs) she gonna have she gonna have sex in in these (laughs) shows and movies if if it's if it's a she was just like it's okay she's like okay she's like let's get naked go on take your shirt off (laughs) so i'm probably gonna get some flack for this I completely enjoyed the chemistry uh, between Issa and Lakeith. It made sense. It worked for the movie. Mm. But at the end of the day, which when we get to the categories, Lakeith wasn't doing it for me. I feel like Lakeith, I feel like, I feel like Lakeith was too cool. Like, I felt like he was a little too, like he was trying to play too cool on a lot of different things. And he just, I've seen this movie twice, mm-hmm. and each time I'm like, I get it. I get why he cast it. I get that him and him and Issa have chemistry, but he just don't. He don't do it for me. He just he wasn't the type of. And, and I and when we get to recasting, I have two people that you you guys may or may not go with, but mm-hmm. I like to see, I like to see Issa um, outside of her her box. Now, the awkward moments that, that you brought up, Sid, I understand that it could have got... I think she was awkward in places that she kind of needed to be, like the first date that they had with each other. Like, I kind of understood why she brought that out. And then, like, certain situations, I felt like that. But for the most part, Issa actually was outside of what she normally does on her on you know, her, on her show and stuff like that. Um, as far as, like, Lakeith, this is the first time I've ever really seen Lakeith act like this because usually it's on atlanta i don't know if you guys seen knives out but he was in knives out and i loved his role in that so he he's 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 um 
I enjoy that they they cast. Look, I'm always about black actors being able to be in a movie and get a check. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. But when we get to recasting, I I guess I'll I'll um <laughs> I know people will, I I'm know not, I'm not judging you. <laughs> but I'm judging you. I'm definitely yeah. giving you like the the side eye from the But corner. you but when I tell you who I will recast Michael with who I will recast, recast Lakeith with, I think you might be like, "Well, maybe that'll work." So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um <laughs> I love it. But see, that's the thing, too. And I think both of you guys uh, alluded to this. It's a lot of new black Hollywood in this movie. And I I enjoy being able to see what the future is going to be as far as like Hollywood is concerned. Tiana Paris, I thought, even though she had a small role, I love her as an actress. I love what she does. I love what she brings to the table. I think she's amazing. Um, Issa and Lakeith most definitely are bringing... um, you know, moving forward with Black Hollywood, like New Black Hollywood, Young Isaac, y- Yolan Noel, I think that's his name. Yeah. I love that brother. I think he's Dang. awesome. I can't wait till he actually gets a nice breakout role, just like Tiana Paris. I think Tiana Paris, she's gonna, she's gonna be she in the MCU. Nigga. She, nah, bro. <laughs> she's gonna she need. She need. She's about to be casting a Marvel um series for I've, Disney. I was. I think that she's going to get a, a nice little breakout role, and I think she's going to put Hollywood on notice. I can't wait for that yeah. to happen. Because she's a great actress um, outside of MCU stuff. So I was really... I'm here for for new black Hollywood, especially in, in this type of, of film. So it was amazing. Speaking of the film, Rain, what did you feel... How did you feel about the reveal with May and um, Isaac? I pretty much guessed it early. Mm. Um. Did you talk about the dad? Yes, the father. Yeah, time. I guess that because I, I I think that's where the movie. I love the movie overall, but I think it it lacked in certain aspects, and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, because Courtney B. Vance wasn't introduced earlier or didn't have more substantial appearances, it was clear. Like it was clear. Like at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. This about lost love, but no, I that was that was apparent like mm-hmm. soon, like right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that among other things, so I still enjoyed it. I still think it was interesting. My um, another kind of. I guess that's issue. what I. I didn't mean to cut you off. I what? guess that's what I kind of meant. Was this was that needed in the movie? I think and, so. And did you enjoy that? No, no, I do like it because I feel like it adds to the mystique of her mother. Like yeah. all the shit that, so I do think it's needed. I just think it wasn't handled well enough, mm. and that yeah. frustrates me. Well, but maybe there were a bunch of Courtney scenes that were just cut, you know? Because mm. I'm assuming Courtney was the guy who she was taking pictures of. Maybe mm-hmm. when remember when yeah um, when we when she was, was in New York movie. yeah when she was yeah in New York. So I'm like maybe that was him, but I just feel like if we had a saw more of him and maybe either one other ex had have been mentioned. Mm-hmm. It would have been a bit more. I mean, I still probably would have figured it out, but yeah. I think they didn't. It they didn't get. It didn't pay off for me like it should have. But I did. I think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sid? What did? How did you feel about the reveal of maybe and Isaac's daughter? Like a lot of things in the film, I think that there isn't. This movie definitely pimp handed me. Okay, it was just slapping me around and not explaining anything. So I felt like. <laughs> 
Bring your phone up just a little like bit. You obviously we an- we answer because we're watching it and we're the outside looking in. But I felt like it wasn't explained well enough to the characters on how they got to the reveal. That was just in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think the reasons why I love the film are the amazing scenes, but the reasons why I feel lackluster about the films are the fact that we don't put bows on the things that put- bring the characters together. We just be rushing through a through cornfield. We just don't know what's in here. We just run it through cornfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. Okay. <laughs> so that, that was one of the things I didn't like. So I'm sorry. I, I have a good thing to say this time. You can, you can go ahead and okay. Ain't nobody going to judge you. Ain't no, we don't judge people. No, this is just a friendly no. conversation about this movie. This is a, not you a make or break or anything. You can blame me watching it the second time because the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I'm in love. And then the second <laughs> time I watched it, I said, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking a little. Maybe I'm noticing too much stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Me personally, um, the first time around, I, I'm going to be honest, the first time I watched the movie, it really caught me by surprise. Like, I didn't really mm. I didn't really see it coming because I thought Courtney B. Vance, first of all, you don't cast Courtney B. Vance in a movie and use him in for like, you know, 10 minutes, first of all, because hey. it's Courtney B. Vance. But it got me the first time that I watched it and I was just like, oh, damn. OK, mm. makes sense. Um, but then the second time kind of alluded to what Rain was saying, like when you watch it like that, watch it, watch it. It's like, OK, I can I, I see it coming. It ain't no it ain't a shocker no more like it was the first time. So I thought it was. <laughs> so you didn't feel like it should allude a little bit more to the characters before, because I feel like it wasn't a, it wasn't alluding enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very. The whole two-letter thing was supposed to throw us off. That was the MacGuffin. That was the thing that was supposed to throw us off and be like, it's two letters. You got to read this one, and then you got to give one to your dad. And then it's just like, oh, okay, Courtney B. Vance. Like, what's going to happen? Like, what did she do to Courtney B. Vance that was so bad? And then it's just like, wait a minute. Okay. But they, I, I agree with you, Sid. Like, they didn't use... They used the letters, but not in a way that I thought they were going to use them. And like wow. I said before, like you had two letters and that should have been the MacGuffin the whole time. And that should have threw us off a little bit more than what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, All the letters were not used properly. We see her reading them. Why don't I have someone reading me these letters? Why are we talking through the I, that drove me the most <laughs> crazy through the entire movie? I was just like, that was like such a, a missed opportunity for me mm-hmm. for her to have that. You know, I feel like there's the nostalgia when you watch any movie and there's like a book or something that they're reading and it's from somebody and you get to hear the nostalgia in their voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like that makes you feel like the character has some sense of closeness with the relative or the friend, whoever it is. And I feel like that was a complete missed opportunity. And I think that that was the reason why the letters didn't throw me off is because like I didn't feel like the letters had as much weight to them because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I said, the f- my first watch, I I think I was so into seeing. I rarely get to see good black love movies or black romance yeah. movies that I was really just held, caught up with. How are they going to pull this off with Lakeith and Issa? Yeah, and I just wanted to. I was really really focused on their story, and then the whole B plot of you know Isaac. Again, I was. I just wanted to see. For me. And then it was the whole thing with her mom. Like I'm like, well, what's up with her mom? And and but that never went anywhere. To be honest with you, I really felt like we needed the movie's almost two hours. 
They could have cut some of this stuff out, and I would have felt a lot better if they would have gave, if we could have seen Isaac read his letter or hear the mom read out the letter and her apology and all that other stuff. I think Mm -hmm. that would have been a little bit more, a little bit better, and it would have satisfied me more uh, if I could have got that part of it. So I get where y'all coming from, but... I don't know. Like I said, my first time viewing it, I was so focused on the relationship part of it, and the B-plot was kind of like, okay, well, I get it, but like, what's going on with with these two? Like, Where are they going? Where are we going with this? What's happening? So, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Michael and the the moving of moving to London. Or was it the UK? Yeah, I think he's in London. It was London. Did he handle that correctly? See it? No. Oh, yep. I'm waiting on see it because her facial Hell sensitivity. No. Like that's why I said it couldn't be my story. Be yeah. safe out there. Could be my story. Like, in my opinion, he is the problem and the huge overarching thing that I didn't understand how she didn't pick up on it was he's kind of a commitment foe. It just seems like he 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 throws monkey wrenches and a lot of his problems. He, be, he jumps from relationships. We don't know what happened with the old girl. We, you know, I feel. Like he's a commitment foe. And I feel like he wanted, he was self-sabotaging. Like who waits and doesn't say, hey, I'm going to move. Who waits? You know, he's a smooth, you know, man with little fuckboy tendencies. And this was definitely giving me fuckboy tendencies. Like this is definitely giving me fuckboy. Like you going to let me fall in love with you and then you got to move? Who does this? Who does that? And then you, why are you being weird to me when I'm Ah. outside your house trying to block you from taking your suitcases? Yo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you done put it on me we done fallen in love why are you being weird to me oh lord oh lord right so I hated it uh, I feel like I caught a stray <clears throat> um, I'll say this I am not one who's big on zodiac shit like that's just not me however I saw so much in the terrible handling of things by Mike that I am going to assume he's a cancer. I saw a lot of myself (laughs) in him. And I... I see it. He's definitely a cancer. I I was like, oh, this nigga is a terrible person. I was like, like, what? Because for me, and it really started off, you know, the tell my business hell this is what i do the beginning with him and his family like oh i bet you didn't fell in love and this and that and that was me once upon a time you look good we have eye contact and we talking for a little bit longer than normal are we i'm 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 picturing us married two kids house you know what I'm saying? so i a lot of that spoke to me and i'm and i i am self-aware enough to be able to laugh at myself this ain't no i don't give a fuck but like i saw so much of myself and some of my past mistakes with him i was like a nigga that just got out of uh something that was serious enough for you to be engaged and mm-hmm. then to jump right back into something else when you know that you're looking for a job across the globe you need to reevaluate your fucking life because had you been up front and was like hey i'm just you know relationship if it happened if it happened but i'm these are my plans yeah, she might not have responded, but maybe she would have. But you've you've gone past the threshold of just like, 
we fucking and then now we hanging out now I'm moving it wasn't just to mm. no 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 but for me now I've you've also, you've met my I've brought you to meet my family <clears throat> even though the circumstances were a hurricane for me I think he handled shit very poorly it, and it felt out of character at a point so when he um denied her phone call that was weird to me because I was like this doesn't feel in line with what the character we've gotten so far yeah. mm-hmm. um. And then when he waited most of the day to tell her he was moving to London, when you were moving in a few weeks, like if they had a compressed the timeline, he was like, well, I'm moving Monday or next week. Then I could be like, okay, he want to have his one last great yeah. day with her. But you're, we're weeks away. We still have time to fuck around and figure out, you know, so, so I just, I don't think he, I don't think he handled it well. When you initiated, I still want to get to know you. You did that. Exactly. You, Mike. He could have left her the hell alone. He could have left her the hell alone. No, and I, okay. and I, and I and well, he could have just did his little story and left. Like, so, he did not want to come and mess up my piece. And, you know, feeling that strange, ain't your, so I'm See, not, that's not you. You're not in the movie. Honey. <laughs> he, 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 he didn't mess up your piece, you child. How you do this to me, Michael? Yo. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. What's up, yes, man? he handled it very badly i 150 percent agree with that but i also feel like he was in love with her as well his infatuation and and the way he one thing about lakeith that that i loved that he did in this movie was his looks and the way he looked at her and the way that he his feeling like oh my goodness like you could tell like it's like yo i am completely in love with this woman but at the same time, especially when what we got from his family and then we get the whole thing about the, the woman he was engaged to, Terrible. he is bad at relationships. Clearly, he's bad at relationships. He's you bad don't at... think things through at all. He really handles relationships very shitty. Poorly. And he messed around and, and fell in love with this woman and he handled it poor. He, poor, he really fumbled the bag. Absolutely. Or we can say he did until we get to the end of the movie where she's like, hey, <laughs> which that is no that is which that is a stretch. But I, 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 I can I can agree that he really did handle the move very poorly. But at the end of the day, you can't sit up here and tell me that Michael was not in love with me. I, 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 I just think, I, I I know that he was in love with her. He just don't yeah. know how to handle shit right. Yeah, no, no, I'm not even denying that he didn't that he loved her because I I know me, nigga. But <laughs> what I'm saying is like that don't that don't mean intention does not change impact. I can intend to compliment you, but I can say, oh, Cole, you look better than yesterday because nigga, you was fucked up. I can intend to be give you a compliment, but then you looking like nigga, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, thought I looked good yesterday. So I don't, his feelings, that to me, that don't matter one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Because now you're so, you're such a serial monogamous, it seems, without an end game in mind. Because even when they were talking, and I was with him every step of the way because I've, I felt like long distance could work. And I've done it. Hell, I ended up moving across the country. Mm-hmm. But when he said, oh, I don't know, we can, we can uh, figure it out, whatever. To me, that was a slap in the face, and I was on his side. I was like, nigga, but if you can't come to me with, oh, I'm going to move to London, and then not have a concrete plan. And she could still say, no, I don't want to fuck with you, but you got to come correct like, hey, 
I'm moving. I still want to fuck with you. I think, you know, London to New York is doable. I don't know how you feel about it. But to me, he felt too lax or too much like we 16-year-olds going to different high schools. Nigga, we grown over exactly. 25 in two different time zones. Like, bruh. So it's okay. So it's okay for this that to work in Love Jones, but it's not okay for this to work in this movie. It's not about working; it's the execution. It's the okay. It's the execution. That's the problem. It's the execution because I felt like in Love Jones, there was a there was I felt like they were trying to do the right Mm -hmm. thing. I actually felt like as like pulling my hair out, like you are actively (laughs) just going against the grain. Why are we doing this? Like you don't have to do this. Like I felt like in Love Jones, like the moves were appropriate. Like they're both pretty pigheaded and stubborn. I wasn't. There was no reason for him not to tell her. Like he had so many chances that he could have told her. Yeah, no, no, it, just, it, it, it doesn't work with their the the kind of characters that were built in this story. That's right. the problem I have with Love Jones. The way that they were stubborn, the way that they were set in their ways, they kind of had to tiptoe around each other. That was mm-hmm. that. But in this movie, that's not it's, how it, that's that they flowed together mm-hmm. in a much smooth format, and everything was still new, so exciting. Mm-hmm. He could have told her. He, he's just a fuckboy. See, in my biggest mm-hmm. issue with that, which I think would have made the movie a bit more interesting, if we had actually seen Tessa. If she had been yes. involved. Like, we yes. don't need to be, yes. you know, fucking around with her or whatever. But, like, add her in there and give him apprehension, then you give me tension that makes sense to argue yes. about moving. Because it's like, oh, nigga, you was finna marry her. You whip, You just met me. How I know when you get to London, you ain't finna fuck with her. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think... Bigging up Tessa to be this huge looming character and then never bringing her on board. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And you should have cast a motherfucker that looked so similar to Issa. Yes. So that it's like, damn, nigga, you really got a type. Am mm-hmm. I just another Tessa for you? Just like what I, she I, said. What? She was like, oh, he got a type. Yeah. You know, are you going to leave me for Tessa with a British accent when you get to the UK? Like, exactly. So, I don't know. I think we needed Tessa. We did. There again, another thing that <laughs> we did not put a bow on. Hey, yeah. You know, I was... under, but I understand why some of these things weren't put a bow on. They don't want a four-hour, right. five-hour movie. Right. But, but I think know. some of the things that they had in this movie could have been cut down or cut to add simple little things to yeah. help move. The... I'm going to be completely honest. This Come movie on. drags. I love this movie, yes. but it drags. Yeah, it does. There drags. were times it does such a drag. At the beginning, it starts strong, and then you get, you're like, okay, where is this going? Mm-hmm. You do have that moment. Mm-hmm. Where is this going? <laughs> so I think Rachel and that 25-year-old boy could have been cut. I like them, but you could have cut them and, and substituted other things. Like, yeah. I actually wanted more of May's mom. Um, mm-hmm. yeah christina i wanted more about that story because we hopped the the flashbacks hopped into certain situations and like the the scene where isaac comes through the door and he was just and she was just like you know i can't be she was telling him i can't be no no housewife just making you food all the time like it's more out there for me and he he told her like he was like he was like no matter what i do he's like i can't satisfy i don't know how I've, i've never know how to satisfy you I wanted more of that. That scene just cuts off. And I'm like, can we get more of that conversation? Or can we get more of that little bit of a flashback to kind of see what's going on? Because I was I was very, Christine was a very interesting character. And I wanted to know more about like her 
Um, you know, when she got the job in New York and just a lot of different things that I wish they could have done with that character on top of dropping a few other things for us to have that movie go flow a little Christina's bit. Christina's character needs to be completely, completely, completely like they needed to pull out that storyline. Mm-hmm. She was actually the storyline of their love affair, in my opinion, was one of the most prominent because I felt like her actions were kind of somewhat mirrored into Maze. So mm-hmm. I felt like it would make more sense because it would make more sense of why she feels disconnected and how she wasn't disconnected to her mother and how her mother was chasing her dreams. It really wasn't around those kind of things. It make more sense because it shows how you would be as a mother with how you would be as a lover, mm-hmm. but we didn't get enough insight to the story. Mm-hmm. I was like, all we get for Christina. Like I want more. I want more. All we get is an exposition dump from Courtney B. Mans about about May going to college and her crying. And I'm like, I want, I want, I want to see this. Like, what, let me see their interaction with each other. Let me yeah. feel so I can understand why May is the way she is in relationships exactly. and how she looks at herself. Like, I, I, I again, really enjoyed the movie. It just drags. <laughs> it it really really drags. Let's go into movie nerd time. It's this movie nerd time, guys. All right. So the budget for this movie, sixteen million dollars. Um, the opening weekend it made twelve uh point one mil. It opened number two in the box okay. office. What was guys, could you tell me what was number one? I don't think it was the pandy. It was around the pandy. What was the number one? This was a fi- now. Remember, this, this was, was right before the this pandemic, was, right? Right this was yeah. This was before the pandemic, and this is this uh, the movie. The movie opened up February fourteenth. It opened up on Valentine's Day, twenty twenty. Because I was gonna see this in theater. I feel like it wasn't Marvel. Captain Marvel didn't come out in February, did it? No. no. What came out? Was it Deadpool? Deadpool? I don't know. Nope. No. Was what it was another Valentine movie? Like, or no. I mean, in a sense, it was marketed that way. I have no idea. What was it? You, you guys done? The number one movie in America that same weekend, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, that's not shocking. The kids. <laughs> the kids. The kids. Why was that advertised as a Valentine's Day? Because everybody was, uh, it was, uh, I think they was trying to advertise it as like, oh, what you been waiting for, guys? Love of you or whatever. And it was oh, Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Well yeah, that makes sense. Kids gonna always <laughs> listen, the no kid movie is gonna be anything. If there's a movie hey. with kids, I wouldn't even have released. I've been like, nah, let's just wait Right, let me do the next oh. weekend. Fuck that. <laughs> so the So the movie domestically grossed about twenty million dollars. Internationally it did a little over a hundred thousand. So worldwide it got twenty point six million dollars, which I think is pretty good. It typically when it makes when it makes back the budget goes over the budget, then that's considered, you know, uh, a movie that was good. It was a success. It did what it had to do. Um, so Stella McGee said that she in an interview, she talked about the storm and how the storm, um, if you guys remember in the movie, there was a big hurricane or yeah. storm. So that was the she talked about it being a metaphor for their relationship. Uh, it was one of the first ideas for the movie. Did you guys see it that way? Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it that way. Mm, no, I mean I could make a case for it, but they weren't like in turmoil, right? You know what I'm like, they I weren't. It wasn't like an explosive relationship, in my opinion. Yeah, she'd have to spell that out for me. I can accept it, but you gotta. So she went. She, 
later on she went on to say that the storm put them in an intimate space as far as like them having to face each other on certain situations and they were one-on-one with each other so on and so mm, forth so there wasn't no drama there was I, like, hey she's canadian <laughs> what, maybe nigga. this is a turmoil situation from them maybe they're just very peaceful they just eat their maple syrup and their waffles and they I guess. possibly so That's they got it. free health care I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy too. Right, that shit. I'm good with that too. Yeah, we could, we could chill. The biggest argument they had was get up and dance with me. No, please come sit down. Like, girl, what? Yeah. What? And I was mad at him. Like, nigga, get the fuck up. If she wants you to get up, you get up. But my bad. Go ahead. That, but that's the 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 research on this. It's not a lot of stuff. Like, there's not a lot of different things as far as like casting. Mm-hmm. This the production of the movie went pretty well. The only thing I do want to give props to is the music in here was so good. Robert Glasper was the the guy over the music. Now I don't know if y'all know who Robert Glasper is. I don't. Um, he has uh, a group called Dinner Party, and Robert Glasper is amazing. He put the whole soundtrack together. He put all the music together. If you got Spotify or Title, hey. just type in uh, Robert Glasper and you'll be able to listen to a lot of the music that he's hey. he's That's done. So. Jazzy nigga, he jazzy. is amazing. Not and, a jazzy nigga. Hey, he he, <laughs> hey, he's very much like the extension of if you went through that neo soul phase and you were like young in high school back in the early two thousands. He is like the adult, like bridge to that not mm-hmm. to say erica and d'angelo and them don't make good music but well, like he's he's oh yeah, that's yeah. Okay. Not, not, now i've been intrigued yeah <laughs> robert glasper is somebody you you most definitely need to know he, he's yeah. like i said look up dinner party and dinner party yeah okay. that's amazing um that's really it for the movie nerd stuff like i said they don't have a lot of casting issues like everything went pretty smooth so um we'll go right into the categories First category. I'm gonna start this off. I'm gonna go ahead and get mine out the way. Where did you rewind? That is the where. What what are you? What are your most favorite scenes from the movie? I ain't got but three, I, and and they're pretty basic. The first conversation when they first meet, like when he meets her at the museum, and they go into that room and they start talking, and the way Lakeith was looking at the way they looked at each other, I was like, oh my god, the um, the whole conversation that they had loved it i thought their first meeting was amazing uh really really um kind of set the movie set the movie up really well i was like oh he finna try to he finna try to get her he want her so i thought that was an amazing scene the walk after the storm was over i completely love that conversation that they had about they were going back and forth about uh, you know storms over they're walking down the street she's talking to him about he's he's like well i'm not really honest about his honesty and uh, the girl that he was with and what about her and the kids kind of snitched on him. Who's Tessa? Your niece's had a lot to say. <sighs> yeah, she's a girl that I used to date. When? Uh, a few months ago. A few months ago? A few, a few weeks ago. Actually. Which is it? <laughs> See, now I sound like I'm lying. Are you? <laughs> no. So? So, I... We broke up before I met you. She lives in a different city, so. Why didn't you tell me? Because we're not together. And because I'm here with you right now. So what about you? What about me? 
Who are you talking to? Nobody really. Nobody really. What does that mean? Nobody anymore. Hmm. Listen, I, um, maybe this doesn't matter, but. What? What is it? I applied for a job in London. Oh. And, you know, it may not mean anything because we just met. Right. But I think it matters. Why London? Well, I felt like I needed a change. And you want to change right now? Well, not tonight. <laughs> See, my, my brother got me scared to say anything of consequence to you, but I want to continue getting to know you. I want to get to know you, too. So I thought that was a yeah, but that was a that was a really cool scene. I like them being in the middle of the street. And when we find out that May's May is Isaac's daughter, and that conversation when they sit down with each other, when May goes to Isaac's house and they sit down and she's like, you know, like, you know, why didn't you ask her? And he he was like, I, I think I was afraid to ask. So I like that whole dynamic between them two, and I, I like that scene, like that scene where they have that conversation. She's like, "You're my, you're my dad," <laughs> and he's just like, "I, I kind of knew that." So that's pretty much it. Those are the only three scenes that I like out of it. Sid, what about you? What are, What are some of your favorite scenes from the movie? I mean, I know y'all already know my very favorite scene because I've already talked about it already. It is the beginning way or at that museum when I tell you, I watched this movie with a guy. That's, so let's so, yeah. And when I say I was just looking at him like you don't do none of this shit. Oh, oh, oh that's my. That's not how that's supposed oh, to work. Oh, oh. <laughs> I definitely gave him the look. I gave him the look of death. I, I gave him the look of death because he's just he was he's a very he was a very different character. He's obviously not anything like. So we're watching, we're watching it, and I'm watching him be smooth and just kind of just intentionally talk to her and intentionally look at her. Uh, after you called, I pulled all my mother's photos from Point Lahash. Oh, thanks. Yeah, since she died, I've been going through all her things. We weren't expecting it. She didn't tell anyone she was sick. I'm sorry. I saw some of Christina's work in New Orleans. Um, the guy I was profiling showed me a picture of her. She hated when people took photos of her. Oh. He said the relationship ended after she left Louisiana. Well, she wasn't good at staying anywhere or with <laughs> anyone. Ask my father. Mm. Um, maybe we shouldn't be good at staying places. That sounds very mobile. <laughs> well, maybe. So I take it you're not walking down any aisles anytime soon? No. Uh, what about you? Me? I broke up with my last boyfriend after he proposed. You got commitment issues? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tact. <laughs> you from the city? Yeah. Oh, okay. 
And how long have you been at Queen's Museum? I've been assistant curator for two years. What about you? How long have you been at the Republic? Uh, too long, probably. <laughs> like four years. You know, uh, uh, maybe we should talk more. You know, I mean, <laughs> maybe you could talk, tell me more about Christina and uh, Point Lahash. <laughs> I could call you. And then I look at him and I'm just like, <laughs> that's when I knew this was going to work. So... <laughs> don't, we're taking a note <laughs> now. Don't, <laughs> don't use the photograph on a date night. Date well, night. There you no. go. Unless, you're coming, you need, if, unless you are one of those romantic kind of men, I would suggest not because she's definitely going to be looking at you like, I was definitely not I was definitely not dating a water sign. I was dating an earth sign. It's very boring. <laughs> so um, it's very boring. Oh, so oh my, my and obviously I'm a horn dog. So I love the sex scene. Hey, and I love the recanting of the sex scene, like her talking, getting because it's like that with your girls. Mm -hmm. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, girl, what you do?" And you know, you'd be trying not to say the, you know, anything, and then you get into it, and then you know, she was with her man, and they were. I liked that scene because it felt genuine because mm -hmm. I know we've all been there where we've been talking to our friends and, you know, we're with someone that we really like and, you know, they hit it or you hit them. And um, you, it just felt very natural. It felt very real. Mm -hmm. I like the scenes where, of course, I love the lovey-dovey scenes, but I enjoyed that scene because it felt the most honest. Um, I feel like everyone could relate to that. And maybe it, it felt like it signified that they were in a real relationship like that they were actually together and they weren't yeah. just talking anymore let that me, signification let me say this too the 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 it's a pg-13 movie that's that sex scene was very well done like it wasn't yeah. gross not to say that it, they didn't it do nothing yeah it's like it was intimate and it, it made it was it was a lot like real how sex happens when you're with a person that you like in real life. Like it worked, <laughs> so I apply. I had to apply that. That sex scene was very well done. So and their skin just looks so. Hey. Yeah, the lighting was good. That 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 skin on skin, I was just like. Even the Keeps Taco meat get was out good. Of the way. I <laughs> <laughs> if I could have rewinded it, I definitely would have. I rewinded it when I rewatched it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of my favorites too. But also, like, keep in mind, Issa is from the camp of indie web series. Mm -hmm. So, like, for years, between her, Black and Sexy TV, and mm -hmm. some other select people, like, when you they were able to, because you're on YouTube, you can't have straight out porn. So you have yeah. to be very intentional and creative with the way in which you portray sex. So, I mean, this to me was on brand for them. But I fucking love the sex scene. Yeah, Rain, but. You have to understand. Well, for me, like watching Insecure and some of the sex scenes they do on Insecure, like I said before, like going into something like this, mm -hmm. just very classy, very intimate, yes. very sexy. It was it was sexy without being nasty. Like, yeah, in yeah. Insecure got some nasty stuff on there. So, yeah, no, but you know, I get that. I'm uh, agree. I'm just saying, you, this is somebody who's had years of experience 
perfecting okay. that particular yeah. part. Yeah. Right. So even though, I mean, Insecure is a totally different field too. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. We got we got broken pussy from uh, Insecure. You want to go get that song but, played? But, what, this was that the first episode? Yeah, I think yeah. it was like the. Yeah, she hit us okay. with a womp womp immediately. Oh my god, that that fool. Um, so yeah, I like that. I enjoyed, I enjoyed every scene in the past with Christina and Isaac, but I enjoyed even more Issa. I'm sorry, May and Michael when they were in New Orleans because you got that flashback, like the history that was built on top, like just walking in the same fucking footsteps as your mom and your dad doing essentially the same shit like that to me was beautiful like them walking in holding hands going up the same stairwell going to get that drink like i was like this is on this is me i don't know what this is but this is me this mm-hmm. is the shit i like um so i definitely rewound it there i think um the opening scene much like with y'all i love that i thought that was that was yes. i was so into the both of them from that scene mm-hmm. in particular, I was like, "Oh, we can make the all. Let's go! Like, you know, my bed's big enough for all three of us. Like, there's no like, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm ready to risk it all on both of y'all. Like, they were so <laughs> I I was with it, and it felt. <laughs> I'm saying, like, my bed big enough for all three. Of us. Hey, look, we, we can go. Ahead let's go. Cause it's either me and you, or it's uh, Isaac and Christina. And, like so, I'm getting somebody's generation. Goddamn it! But no, I really, um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed those scenes with them. The sex scene for sure. The walking on the street and shit. I thought that. I think other scenes should have been sacrificed to give me a longer conversation there. Talking about after yeah. the storm. Yeah, like after mm. yep, after the storm. I wanted, and I understand why they went to his brothers and i feel like for someone who lives in new york that's going to make a lot more sense but for me being from the midwest and living in the south i was like but if y'all already i understand you're like in the eye of the storm so you got to get somewhere else but i was like for the movie that we need to relocate like that kind of took me out of it when we had this beautiful fuck scene y'all laying up all things are pretty then it's just like alarm and you're going off to your brothers i feel like that should have happened maybe a different day but either way, but I mean, that's uh, real life. no, no, you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. and that's and and that's why I kind of went back and forth on it. But um, definitely them walking together, and then the ending. Though I don't think it was a great ending, I do love once we start with him in the newsroom <laughs> in London, all the way to the end. I enjoyed that because I feel like that is a ending that we don't get in movies with black yeah. folks mm-hmm. and even if you have to kind of do mental gymnastics to be like yeah she did this shit it's still like oh that's sweet you know she didn't talk shit about kendrick <laughs> this whole goddamn movie right and now you know she's really gonna go see this motherfucker for about two or three hours just to be with this nigga hey hey i just really felt like seeing kendrick <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> I guess I'm lucky that, you know, he was performing here tonight. And I, I really wanted to see you. I've been wanting to see you, too. I'm sorry for not, for not knowing what to say before you left. I just didn't know how to tell you how I felt. And I think I'm not used to meeting anyone. Yeah, I get that. 
but I need you. And I don't care where you live. I, I just want to be close to you as much as possible. I don't want to be practical. I want to figure it out. And I don't want so much time to pass that we, that we can't come back. And I, I don't want... This is millennial love. <laughs> you know, this is a millennial movie. My yes, God. for sure. Right, for sure. Next category on their way up or down. Um, an actor or actress that was moving in a good or bad direction in their career when after they did this movie. Tiana Pierce for me. Oh, come on. Um, she is a great actress, even though her part was a very uh, small part in this in this movie. I love seeing her in in things i think she she can act i know i've seen her in wandavision she's been in um i forgot she's the other. amazing in wandavision in my opinion amazing it was another movie that she was in and i can't remember at the moment she's but. in candy man too and she she did very well in candy man as well in the series too yeah with mike Epps. i can't remember right now was she in dear white people too for yeah she was in dear white people that it was dear okay. white people and she she did she, every she she always in my opinion even when she does small parts the nuances of how she connects the characters mm. to the other characters Nick. she bridges the gaps very well she's coco do what she's not coco in dear white people no that's not coco oh, oh I about to say, um let me, let me but tiana paris is 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 a great actress i can't wait till she gets like that when she gets the role, because she's, well, she's, she's and not a supporter. She's gonna most definitely get the role. I, I'm thinking she's gonna be this generation's Angela Bassett. Hopefully she'll be able to get the ball rolling and she'll actually Ooh, be able to Angela Bassett. She can I think <laughs> Tiana Paris can I think if if given the right role in the right movie, she might get a statue. I, I think she's she's a very good actress. And I she think she's a good actor, but I need to see her. She just needs I the need right to see role. Her more in pain. Like when I see Angela, Angela be looking like she's in pain. I really want to emphasize it. Every drama that she's in, I can feel it in my spirit and my bones. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen her in nothing that I'm like feeling it in my bones. Am I seeing it? Is she pleasing to the eye? Am I? And do I remember her on screen? Absolutely. She's a good. She's definitely a good, solid actress. But I have to see her in a lead role before I'm that's, like, oh, she's gonna be Angela now. That's she's what I'm saying. Role. Like I think. Given the right role, and when she yeah, gets the I, I role, yeah, I hope that she could because in WandaVision she did show really good depth. Um, she showed good. She was really good in Candyman too. Like, but she won Angela good now. You got to get. Good. I mean, she just getting started in Hollywood. She ain't you know, really been here a minute. Different plans, right? We all do. But I'm not saying that she. I'm just she saying giving. I think. I think being able to give her. When she gets the right role, and when she's able to have the breakout role, and stop giving people, you know, your 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 the same people these roles. Once we yeah. get her in a in a in a in a in a, in a specific type movie, she's gonna blow it out of water. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Sid, 
did you have an actress or an actor that was on the way up or down? I mean, I love Lakeith. Like, I love. I know he wasn't your favorite, but he is my favorite. Like the way he moved, the way he was looking, even the little slight pauses in between his speech. I'm in love. Can't you see? Like that's really my husband. Like I'm in love. I'm in love. I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in love like he played the hell out of this role and the reason why I felt like it's because it was a huge departure from anything I have ever seen a man he normally acts like he, how I categorize Issa as an actress they play awkward and make it look feasible for the rest of us to absorb it as mm-hmm. a character that's what they play in almost everything that they play in there is a little bit of awkwardness that makes their relate that's what they use as their relatableness mm-hmm. but I found him in a heartthrob role and I see him and he is a heartthrob to me. I cannot unsee him as a heartthrob. That is who he is. Like, mm. and I felt like I felt like he felt it too because after I saw the interviews, he was acting a little heartthrob too. I, he went. Yeah. I never seen him act like he did in these interviews, like he did after him. <laughs> mm. So, I, I believed his character. I want to see more. I can't wait. I, you know, I want to see him in another one of these kind of roles. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he he's very. I think he he has uh, his characters very i liked him in knives out if you haven't seen that movie that movie's amazing that's a very good movie and i like his character in that so he 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 gets some good roles in hollywood so yeah he he now he does and i feel like every role that he chooses in my opinion fits him he always plays things that fit him he reminds me of what i would feel like a black johnny depp if he continues mm. on that line that's mm. where i feel like he's because okay. johnny he plays quirky roles. Johnny Depp he can play plays anything. Very variety of characters, and I always think that, like, how I think of Johnny De- Depp as a heartthrob, like a, when I saw Crybaby, it's kind of like how I felt about his character in this movie. Mm. Okay, go ahead and watch Crybaby. Crybaby is the movie. Okay. You know, I, I watch. I, I, listen, I watch my movies now. Okay. I watch my movies, <laughs> and I watch my TV. Oh Lord, Rain. Hey. Oh, anybody on the way up or down? Who do you have? Obviously, Issa, and not even just with the movie, um, because I've been a fan of her since 2012 with Awkward Black Girl, seeing the progression and knowing all the stuff she does on the back end. I I feel like this is like one of those um, moments where when you look at an actor or a person's career and they have like 1998, this movie, and 2001, like I feel like this is one of those pins that's like a, um, a staple or a, like a lot of people now are going to, if they haven't already, this is where they meet Issa. And then you're going to learn about all the other shit she had going on that you didn't have no idea about. Mm -hmm. So I think Issa, just for being her, my God, I am a stand. I'm I'm a a stand-up in it. Um, I'm I'm probably going to go with her. I mean, you said Tiana and Lakeith, of course. Um... That's it, because the other names and faces are not really familiar. I mean, of course, Courtney B. Vance, like we know who that is. But um, yeah, I think I think I just have to go with Issa just by virtue of her being a fan. Listen, we hey. fans. Yeah, hey. we love Issa. We love Issa. <laughs> yeah. she's she's Issa making come on the show. She just she just had oh, a Issa. um. She just she just had an article uh about the new rules of Black Hollywood and um. Mm. I, I read it and yeah, she she is she's making things happen and I I yes. I, I love it. Uh, she's doing what Tyler Perry thinks he's doing. Uh, Tell me on. about it, okay? <laughs> and I, and I want to even add to that. This is a dark skinned black woman 
who is not conventionally attractive, and I put air quotes for those, those of you listening, in a way that is usually, because I want them to know, I'm not, she's not, I, she's I mean, not my girl. No, I'm talking about the air quotes. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not conventionally attractive and not conventionally attractive in a way that we are normally um, served up black women. Right. She has a very yeah. regular look, even with her hair, down to her hair. She started off rapping on her bed with that do-rag on, talking shit on Awkward Black Girl with that grainy footage, yeah. and now we have her here. And I, I just, uh, I'm a stand. Yeah. I think I think her journey is re- so respectable. I'm sorry. I did not mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I, I, all I'm saying is her journey is very respectable. And I, mm-hmm. and if you if you can't get with like her story of where she is now, there's something wrong with you. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Very wrong with you. Um, I do want to say I do as a black woman who has family members and friends that are every color of brown. I do love to see a movie that is predominantly dark skin hey. you see a dark I, I i love it because i feel like there has been too many times where you see the dark skin man and the light skin woman mm-hmm. or the woman that ain't even black and she biracial and she's passing as black i love to see black people with black features living Come and on. being black i, I love to see it because at the end of the day you need to see diversity because black is not one shade and we don't we damn sure don't all look biracial so hello <laughs> It's, been, it's Netflix very, really. very frustrating to see that. I'm glad to see that there's more movies where we're seeing true diversity, because this is what true diversity is, is when you see Come a movie on. that is with Black people that are actually Black. Um, African Americans, I even want to specify, because we have a lot of other actors that are, mm-hmm. I guess, that people find to be more appropriate that are British or wherever. Mm-hmm. African American Black yes. people in a yes. good Black film. I love to see it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Okay. Huh. Okay. I second that. Of course you do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me let's go. Let me skip a category. Let's go to is this a believable love story? Rain. Is this believable to you? Yes, with a caveat. I know it's fiction and it's served in a way that yeah. Um, I think if it's real world, I still think it works. I just think there's other things that need to be added in like mm. therapy and tessa but no i do think it's believable see <laughs> see what about you i think okay <laughs> i want to choose my words carefully uh, it's so, a safe space do what you need to do i want to choose i want to choose my words carefully i think that the scenarios in the movie are absolutely 100 mm. percent believable mm. 100% believable. Each scenario, I definitely could have seen someone really in. Like, I really see people dating and then having these microwavable relationships where they just kind of moving through and just going through. I really see people who are just like, they're especially, I felt like what I really felt um, really passionate about Christina's character in specific, which is why I wanted to dive into him, is she was kind of like where modern women now have headed to. Mm. Where they are pushing and having to decide if they're going to bypass their careers to be at home because that's what happens when you're dating someone as successful that can take care of you. Mm-hmm. A lot of there are a lot of women, despite the, what you people read all over social media, that truly don't want to be at home. They don't want to be at home. Mm-hmm. And I loved to see those scenarios because those are real life scenarios. You know, not every time that people meet a woman's just like, yes, I want a Prince Charming to come and sweep me off my feet. Mm-hmm. I loved so the scenarios. Yes, the movie. 
I ain't talking about no. the movie. I'm just saying it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's the love story. You know, I, I don't believe it too much as a as a true love story. <laughs> oh, we see. So I don't believe that shit. So I'm, I'm just, I'm just really with y'all. There were a lot of scenarios that were believable, but the the movie in a bow and its packaging, I'm gonna opt with no. I'm gonna say no. Okay. All right. Uh, for me, I, I said, yeah, I could see some of these things happening. Mm-hmm. Some of them. I'm, I am on the same boat with you, Sid. Some of these th- scenarios, yes. But when you get to the end, nigga, you stretch. That is a stretch. That whole ending is a stretch to me. No, nah, she ain't flying out to no London to no Kendrick Lamar concert to see this nigga because he handled it wrong. Sorry, but yes. He handled the situation wrong, and she just like, well, let's just try to figure it out. Negro, please. <laughs> you are not doing that. You 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 trying to fool me. It, we have to get the ending that we got because at the end of the day, it is a romance story. We want to see yeah. black people in a positive light, and we and that would be a white love, white romance mm-hmm. movie ending. So we kind of have to get that. Well, yeah. I, I want Oh, no, 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 go ahead. So, two things. You're right, but you're wrong. Because in romance, and I only say, I say this with love. It's okay. Uh, because I write, and there's certain rules that apply to certain genres. So, in a love story or romance, you have to have that happy ending. You can have a cliffhanger or whatever, but, like, if there is not a happy ending, it is not a romance. Mm. So, yeah. that, but you are right in the sense that white folks get this shit all the time. Now, I will say, though it is a stretch... I 100% support the ending, but I don't want to explain until we get to a different um, category because I think it'll make more sense there. Okay. But I agree with y'all. Iffy, but I stand very firm in that's possible it would happen, but I'll pick back on that on another category. Okay. All right. I'm dying to hear this. Okay. (laughs) So let's go to. The next category, you change change two actors to make the movie better. You take two characters, you change the actors actresses that would play them that you feel like would make the movie better. Sid, I'll start with you. If um, you can think of any. You may not. And if you can't, it's fine. Okay, so I could only think of I as much as I loved Issa Rae and being May. I know who I knew. Oh, I, I saw it. Oh, I saw it. Ooh, I, saw it. <laughs> I would like to switch her with Tiana Paris. I would have loved to see Tiana Paris. Come, wait, so swap the characters or just make Tiana? Because I think love it. it's so believable for Issa Rae to be in in the suburbs, chilling mm-hmm. with the man. I feel like that is believable for her. She was an mm-hmm. awkward woman who found her Prince Charming and they're cute and have these little funny dialogues together. Mm-hmm. I thought that that would be believable. And I think of Tiana Pierce, especially after seeing her and other things, mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be so believable for her to be made. So mm-hmm. I would have just switched them. Mm. And that's the only change you would make? That's the only thing. Those are the only changes that I would personally make. Mm-hmm. However, if I switched... Tiana Paris, I don't think um, Lakeith's character, um, Michael, I don't know if he would fit as Michael as much. She would mm. probably, because, you know, Tiana's a thick woman. She's a hey. thick girl. Uh. You know, Issa is a little tinier, you know, so mm. they kind of worked a little bit better together. So I would definitely want to see her with 
probably a thicker man. Maybe someone like I'm only thinking of Yaya because I just saw them in Candyman. Hey. Someone that sticks <laughs> out to me. But it, he would be a good person because mm. he has a very yeah. chill demeanor that's similar to the character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do. okay. And he's fine. I, I would. I just sure want he sure is. And what? I would love to see the sex scene scenes between them two. That would be great. Oh my god. That would be great. The season of black love, folks. The season of black love. (laughs) Rain, change two characters to make the movie better. If you can. This is going to be shocking. I would change Issa. Now. What is wrong with y'all? Now, now, listen. Listen. It's not because I did not like her performance. First of all, let me just just do this real quick. We stand. We stand. What was this? We, like, nigga, like, 15 minutes ago. We stand. We stand (laughs) for Issa. We stand (laughs) for Issa. I need, I need to change her. Now I need listen, to change her character. Huh? Get her out of here. Because Cole, Cole worked himself up. The reason why I would change Issa is because she is the most noteworthy person in this film. Yeah. And I feel like if we're going to have a... I mean, Lakeith is up there as well, but I would much rather have um, not necessarily an unknown, but someone else take that role who I think would do a really good job as well. Um, though Tiana is getting bigger and Laurel has, is, you know, you see this nigga, you know him. They were um, ancillary side characters. They weren't main characters. Yeah. So if I was to switch out someone, it would have been Issa and only because I believe, and I want to make sure I say her name correctly, Nicole Bahari, I think oh. she would have done a damn good job in this role. I just I like her. I um, like her. The stuff that okay. I've seen her in, and I always go back to okay. Striking Vipers, the Black Mirror episode, because um, though that's a complicated story, she plays this woman that's dealing with this relationship that is unconventional, pretty much like a a polyamorous three way open situation, but like dealing with the the. Um, the veil of technology being the thing. So I, I think she's been in enough projects and stolen enough scenes that she would be able to carry that role of May yeah, and I maybe agree. give it a little bit more of something that Issa maybe could not have or did not have. Now, I still stand for Issa all day long, but mm-hmm. if the category right. is switch out a character, I would have to um, go with Nicole. Oh, Lord. Now, you backstabbing my Negro. Nigga, <laughs> now. <laughs> You? Now the only other black, change, black, huh? <laughs> right? Look, oh my god! <laughs> now the only other change that I would have made, and this could be controversial, is um, and I don't know an actress who fits this particular vibe, aesthetic, role, but I would want to switch out Lakeith for a lesbian, a masculine lesbian. Not some straight man's dream of these two feminine, soft, pretty girls. But No, I want a, give me the same exact story, but give me a masculine presenting lesbian woman or non-binary, whatever, but a woman. I would want a yes. woman in that Someone's space. Someone more androgyny. Yeah, yes, someone who doesn't look, who doesn't fit the and a lot of, that of what a lesbian. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't, I don't have anyone like in you know, listeners charges to my head, not my heart. But in thinking of this, I, my mind went to the WNBA because those black women are a particular mm-hmm. um, aesthetic that you don't see too often um, in these. Okay, how am I saying this? Like you could see pictures of motherfuckers playing the, 
playing ball. You can even see them getting ready to go into uh, the gym or locker room or whatever. But I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't think you see women who are over six feet, uh, 250 pounds, muscular, or a little weight on You don't see them in the same light or as regularly as you do racially ambiguous, um, uh, black women with more Eurocentric features, um, a certain particular kind of this is the feminine that we want. So I would love to see some breakout girl, woman, that is just more masculine presenting in Lakeith's role. So, hmm. but I don't know uh, who that would be. I, I, we, you know what? He kind of presents himself in a little bit of an androgynous character. I so, so I can completely see that. I can see that. Yeah. Hmm. 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 First of all, Rain. First of all, Rain, you're a backstabbing Negro, and I don't like you anymore. Don't tell me you We stand. We stand. We stand for Issa. We stand for Issa. If you don't get Issa out of here, we we ain't finna do this with Issa. I mean, I'm saying, like, I done got hit with a stray with a direct hit, brother. I'm just following the rules. You is a backstabber. Okay, so let me do my small one before I do my major bomb. So, so. I'm not a fan of Lil Rel. I'm sorry. He's not funny to me. I don't get it. The nigga just ain't what I'm fucking with. I okay. didn't. Know, he was annoying as hell in this role to me. Oh, I just wow, didn't. Really? I didn't fuck with him. You didn't so, find him to be committed for relief? No. I don't like Lil Rel. I just, I just can't get with the dude. So I went to two different extremes um, for who I would recast for Kyle. And okay. I know... The first one's going to sound really crazy, but it makes sense to me. I, I was just thinking about the body type and how normal he looks. So okay. I would recast Lil Rel with Keenan Mitchell. Um, mm. I would put him as That's- at the role as Kyle. And because, one, he can play regular guy. He can play regular. He can play a regular dude. He's been on, he's been on SNL for a while. <laughs> oh my god! I'm not having this. Oh, I'm not having this. I culture. just you, you can you you really go and don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna say Keenan's a bad actor. I've seen him. He's but been in movies and he he can play this role. It's it's a bit part. It's not even a huge part. He's playing the dude. He's playing Michael's brother. I think it would it would make sense to me. Keenan Mitchell would make sense. Mm. I'm just saying okay, if you, you know look what, if you. If you're looking for a regular dude, and I just don't like Laurel, so then I was like, but I, just, you know. "I just can't believe this is what we're being reduced to." Like uh, I'm, when I think of him, I'm thinking about Good Burger. We going from this to Good Burger. You got to see some of his adult movies, please. He's done I some adult him, movies. I've seen him on some SNL skits, so I'm not gonna say I've seen him in any movies. I've definitely seen him. But this- have you seen his show? No. His show. <laughs> if you if you've ever watched Keenan, if you ever watched his like show on NBC. It would make a little more sense too. Oh, his sitcom. Yeah, his sitcom is actually a dark comedy. Oh, it really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, he's he's you know dealing. My future commentary, and I will. I'm gonna watch some of it. Yeah, if it's trash. I'm gonna text you, and I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. "Listen here, you gonna stop with the Laurel beef? It ain't no beef. <laughs> I just Laurel. It sound like beef to me, like Lord. unsolicited. Beef. Well, I'm gonna sit up here just like we stand for Laurel, and then stab him in the back. Yeah, shut so, up. So, and then I was like, okay, we could do that or we could go to a big star to be his brother. So I was like, why don't we do a bigger star? Now, this probably, y'all probably gonna laugh at me, but I was just like, since it's such a small role, let's get Jamie Foxx to be his brother. Let's be, let's do Jamie Foxx be Kyle. So Kyle, he can, he can play that role where he's, like I said, he's not in a huge part. 
He's playing a little bit of a part. I think Lil Rail had maybe maybe 20 minutes of yeah. screen time. I think it would make a lot of sense to just put a major celebrity. Dwayne does this all the time when we do recasting. If we're going to have a small scene, let's have a big Look, actor playing right. a small scene and just do a, and like, oh, that's they and be like, oh, Jamie Foxx is in here. Didn't even know he was on here. Okay. I mean, that would and that would kind of amplify those roles. Yeah. That, that, that things it would amplify because I mean at least they're getting their money's worth because I mean right right yeah. and I think the lines that Lil Rel was giving and stuff like that like I think Jamie Foxx could do it and I think he could do the comedy a little bit better mm-hmm. so so I was just like yeah if it's gonna be a twenty if it's gonna be not even probably he probably had fifteen minutes in the movie but if it's gonna mm-hmm. be a small role let a big actor just kind of slide in there and be like oh like what y'all do oh y'all yeah. had sex huh okay you know what I'm saying just. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Here's where I'll probably go get a lot of pushback, but I don't Come care. On. Oh Lord. Lakeith Stanfield did not do it for me as Michael. I am okay. sorry. I have to replace uh, him. So I picked two actors again because I couldn't I couldn't pick just one. Both of these actors are great to me. Here's I got a sleeper for you guys. He might be a sleeper okay. for y'all, he might not be a sleeper for. So I was thinking of getting Kofi. Siribo oh, from yeah. Queen Sugar as well, Michael. Now that man is, oh my God. <laughs> Can we think about the acting for it? <laughs> Can we think what about the, the acting? Good? Who, <laughs> Jesus. Who, the Lord? Who cares what he can act like, nigga? Look at this motherfucker. And I fucking, wouldn't even be listening to the movie no more. The fucking scenes? Yeah, stop fucking, nigga. No, <laughs> Woo, if you've ever watched, if you've ever watched Queen <laughs> Sugar, <laughs> I like his demeanor. I think he could have pulled Michael off a whole lot better than Lakeith could. I think the role that Lakeith had, I, I think Lakeith was just being too cool. And I think Kofi could have really brought out a little bit more to the, of the character for me. I've seen him on Queen, Queen Sugar before. I like his demeanor. I like how he moves. I like how he does things. He can act. Um, I think this would be a nice role for him. If they would have gave it to him, and I think this would have kind of boosted him up well, a little I think they bit. Because you know he's probably working on real love. Now I'm glad you said that because I want to jump in, Cole. I okay. think that you're absolutely right, and I think if you watch really love or real love, whatever, I heard it was. Really I heard it, it was it, bad. It, no, 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 no. What I'm saying it is. It's terrible. But I think that it this movie does what that movie thought it was doing. Okay. Yes. And so because it was so now it's a beautiful movie. I'll watch. Ooh, I put really love. Both characters are beautiful. Hey, no, for real. I put that motherfucker on and just push mute and let some music play. But <laughs> I think that if you watch that, you see the potential that he had. Like it's him and the really doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like hey, they, yeah. he just didn't have the right vehicle. And so then uh, again, looking at like the scenery and the the way how beautiful the movie was shot, and you think about Kofi and how he fits in. Like I said. Queen, I, I've only seen him in Queen Sugar, but mm-hmm. I think the the way he could, I think he could pull off Michael, and I think I he agree. could pull it off great, and I think it would be awesome to have him. Yes, and but like, then I was I, just I like, agree. but then I thought about some of the scenes that they were having, the conversation that um, Michael was having with Isaac, and I was just like, I didn't like how Lakeith was doing it. 
I, I just didn't feel him as a reporter having those conversations. And I thought about different conversations that um he was having with Issa and, and how he came off and it didn't come off with me. So I was just like, you know, somebody who really does well with uh as a as a as a as a, as a, a leading man, an opposite leading man, Jonathan Major. I think Jonathan Majors oh. would have been great in this movie as Michael. I think Jonathan Bruh. Majors would have killed this. I think this movie Bruh. would have made way more money. I think yes. that Jonathan Majors would have, not to say that he is not solidified, but I think that Jonathan Majors in this role would oh, have destroyed yeah. this role. I think yes. his, his, his facial expressions are amazing. The whole thing about him going to Louisiana to talk to Isaac. Think about those conversations with Jonathan Majors. I think Jonathan Majors is an amazing up and coming actor that is, yeah, he's killing yeah. it. I can't wait to see him in this Western on that's coming on Netflix. Yeah, you did that, Cole. You did that. You did. You yeah. Did. yeah. Both I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but mm-hmm. I would watch. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I watch my movies and stuff, I watch my TVs. I know these guys. Hey, I love sure. Hollywood and I just think New Hollywood. Those are two two really good up and coming actors that could have done Michael way better than Lakeith could. Yeah, Not to take I, nothing I away from Lakeith. Done. I don't know if Jonathan Major would have done it significantly better because mm. I haven't. He's a very stoic character on most mm. of the things I see him in, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like that. Were, so I, I don't know, but I'm gonna mm. go in a leap of faith that I think he will look great on film. So I'm gonna just huh, yes. Yep. But I'm a pervert. But I don't know for a fact that him and the way that he plays his roles would work, honestly, for Michael. I'm still willing to see it though. See, I I actually think he would only because Lakeith Lakeith acting roles and Jonathan's are there are certain roles that are similar. So if you've ever do you know what Death Note is? Yes. It was a Death Note. So mm-hmm. him and Death Note, Lakeith was in the live action Death Note. So him playing L to me is similar to Jonathan playing his character in The Last Man in Set, The Last Black Man in Set. Yeah, okay. okay. Like that, and not necessarily bit for bit, but this personality that they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they have that range. So I think Jonathan, now I ain't seen him being smooth. I seen him fucking Letty in Lovecraft Country. <laughs> but I don't, I ain't seen him smooth either. But I, I think that nigga could do it. And I, yeah. Watch I, 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 yeah, I could believe that. I could believe that. <laughs> Jonathan Majors can watch it. Yeah, hello. Listen, like Monique said, I would like to see it. <laughs> this I nigga rolling like his eyes. Y'all cold, man. <laughs> Because like y'all see the pictures as horny as y'all possibly could be right Bruh, now. Bro, these are your pics. You I know, this. but I picked it because you, of acting. <laughs> Who gives a and, shit? No, <laughs> I know the. I know the. I know the visual. I know the visual aesthetics need to be there too because he yeah. has to be. They have to be attractive guys. But I just feel like for me again, I felt like the Keith wasn't even saying his lines full. He wasn't enunciating or he just wasn't talking. Yeah fool like sometimes it felt like he was mumbling his line so i just wanted to pick two actors that i knew that could pull this pull this character off and i think you know yeah kofi siribo and and jonathan majors i think he might be a little too he might be shorter than Issa though who knows who kofi i mean they've been yeah i don't know i'm not seeing them next to each other right because how tall is Issa? what five eight five it's all right well jonathan we know he's tall enough Hey. Um, oh, this nigga 6'2. Kofi 6'2. Oh, is he? Oh, he's straight. Oh, he's yeah. good. Oh, my God. The man is 6'2. Oh. <laughs> Did she say, oh, he fine? Wait a minute. Oh, 
There goes all of my credibility. There goes all the credibility of this podcast out the window. <laughs> Flush it down the toilet, everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> COVID syrup. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Let me take my shirt off right now. Oh, oh y'all went crazy. Just <laughs> cold. Yeah. take a cold shower, please. You have great taste. I'm just letting you know you have great taste. Right. Yep. Great taste. And apparently I didn't because you was y'all y'all laughed at me on my Keenan Mitchell <laughs> on my uh, Keenan. maybe not all the time but when you hit right you do right. I'm so tired of black people. <laughs> I'm so tired oh, of the blacks. <laughs> all right, final category. We're going here. Who Rain Coleman? Who won the movie? Tessa. <laughs> Tessa won. All right, so let's get here started. We go. Here we go. Tessa won. Okay, so she got to experience Michael. She got to know how ancient he was. However they ended, it ended. He kept her name in his mouth. Every situation he was in romantically and all the shit he did going forward, it, she's there. She has she has permeated your family to the point where any woman that comes after her is going to be compared to her. Maybe not like, oh, you ain't better than Tessa, but you got the young girls. You got the, the two little girls. Now, yeah, May made an impression, but like they said, you look like Tessa. And so so I, for me, I feel like Tessa is the character that has won the movie. They, everybody had her name in their mouth. His fucking relationship issues uh, hinged on her. We opened the movie with him talking about, oh, I had this little thing, or oh, she mad at me. Such, such. Nigga, we started off with Tessa in your mouth. And you got you uh, uh, um, a copy, a carbon copy of Tessa uh, in, in May. Tessa won. Her her presence is there to the end of the movie, even though it's through May. Tessa won that movie. Sure. Tessa won. I'm sorry. Tessa won. Sid, who won, <laughs> who won the movie in your opinion? Christina won the movie to me in mm. my opinion. Mm. Christina did. Okay. She... She made a decision that I feel like panned out very well for her. She made a decision. She was like, is it going to be my man who I don't know if this is going to be the love that I think it's going to be. I'm just banking on it. Or do I choose my career? And she chose her career and she is forever immortalized. She's gone and passed and her art is forever going to live on. So in my opinion, Christina won. Hey, (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) I think you're right. That, I like that. I like that choice. I like, I I like did, that, cho- yeah. and I like your I choice too, right. Rain. I like both of your choices, but <laughs> I'm gonna. Good. Here we go. Let's let's oh, do shit. this. Michael won the movie. Michael never had to. Com- Michael never had to compromise. He never compromised anything. He did whatever he had to do. Mm. He he even wasted a whole day without even telling East without telling May. And he got his UK job. And guess what happened at the end of the movie? Guess who came to the UK? Tessa. He Tessa. got the woman in she the end. She, she flew to the UK, got him a Kendrick Lamar ticket, and said, I still don't like Kendrick Lamar, but I'm here with you. Let's do this. And he kisses, he kisses her in the end. I'm not, I'm not standing for Michael. I'm just saying it makes sense that he wins the movie because he never compromised. He never had to compromise anything this whole... If you go back and look at that movie, what did Michael compromise? Not a damn thing. Nothing. 
He he wrote his story. <laughs> he got the job that he wanted. And, and he's cool with his balls. And got the kicks. And smashed. Went to UK and she flew Smash. to see him. She yeah. flew over there. Ain't no black woman finna fly over there. You see them hanging the fool? And you ain't compromised nothing? Michael won the movie. Because he didn't do yeah. shit. He did he did everything wrong and still got the woman at the end. Am I lying? This is how modern relationships are, in my opinion. Am I lying? And I'm not saying this from a gender standpoint, but someone always wins that's Mm. not doing what they're supposed to do, and they always end up winning in the end. I hate this. This is a very good movie for modern relationships. Someone's always pulling more weight than the other, whether it's the man or the woman. Somebody is always pulling more weight than the other person, and the other person is just chasing after them. Yeah, and she right, she literally sent a note and made him. He even giggled. I don't remember him, him making her giggle through the movie. I still uh, feel uh, guilty, yeah. and he said, "Get your Lamar ticket." This motherfucker flew over there and got him a ticket to the show. Get the fuck out of here! This nigga winning, winning. You right? You right? You gotta get pregnant so he can't go nowhere. Right. What's next? He got it. He even he, he had not to say that's a bad thing because it's okay. But they had sex like what second night, second time, second yeah. day. Listen, he had them. He had he had them draws jumping. Yeah. Okay, that's all I had to say. Well, shit. From when she started dancing, she was like, "I'm praying for willpower." Because right, ready for the jump on this nigga like that. Didn't do it. What you waiting for? Pull up your shirt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> such a black. I'm like, shit. Who the fuck is willpower? That ain't gonna get you nothing. Well, okay. You are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. We have made it to the end of the show. Uh, Sid, let everybody know where they can get in touch with you, what you're doing. Give it to them. Okay. I am a podcaster myself, as well as a stylist. You can follow me on my podcast that is about dating and relationships, as well as a plethora of other things that we just somehow talk about on Let's Not Go There with my co-host, FM Live. Or you can follow my stylist journey on Dressed and Happy on Instagram. Or if you want to hear me talk shit, you can follow me on Twitter at Sid the Twin Kid. Rain. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Um, my name is uh, Michael. You're backstabbing and bastard. I'm in the UK right now, so <laughs> someone send me a Kendrick ticket. No, I'm Rain Coleman. Hit me up on Twitter, Rain Coleman. Uh, Instagram, same name. Here every week doing this thing or whatnot. Use that hashtag, WWC Pod. Uh, I have another podcast, Carefree Black Nerd. If you're into all that comic nerd stuff and you want to hear a black man cussing about some fictional characters, hit me up, Carefree Black Nerd, Carefree Blurred on Twitter. So happy. Thank you, Sia, for coming on. It was wonderful speaking with you. It was wonderful hey. meeting you. Look, look. Man. Cole, what's up? What about you, man? I can't stand either <laughs> one of y'all. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cole Jackson. I um, You can catch me on Twitter at ColeJackson12. And if you want to see some of the stuff that I post, you can see it on Instagram at ColeJackson underscore BYNK. Uh, I am always on some type of podcast or I am always, I'm producing podcasts now. So it's I'm always, I'm booked and busy for a little bit. So hey. um, just guys, make sure you, you check out the podcast uh, Twitter at We Watch This. And um we we going season of black right. love. We're still doing it. I can't believe it. I can't wait to the next. See y'all here with the next. With listen to the next episode of what the next black movie. I can't is. wait to listen to the next one. <laughs> we'll listen to wait and exhale. And I'm gonna say this. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, y'all was going in on that kid. Oh, ooh, y'all was going in. Y'all was going in. <laughs> Wait till you hear this. Wait till you hear the movies that we got for the season of Black Love. Anyway. I can't wait. wait. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you next episode. Peace out. Radio. Radio.